Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest issue of Comic Book Gentlemen. Uh, I'm Greg, your host, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hey, everybody. Today, we have another uh, new podcast idea we have. We took a comic that neither of us have read, and we decided to read it, uh, give our thoughts about it, give a a kind of a review, what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh, see if we recommend it to all you listeners out there. So, Dave, take it away. Why don't you give us a little... um, backstory to this uh what we're reading and what we're reviewing absolutely uh so we decided to uh to to read avengers no road home uh which is uh, a 10 issue uh run that uh, followed uh the event uh previous to it the story arc uh, known as uh, no surrender uh which uh, saw the earth uh, kind of stolen uh, by these two cosmic entities known as the Grand Master and the Challenger, and uh, used as like a playing board or a chessboard uh, in a in a grand cosmic game. Uh, you saw the introduction of a uh, an Avenger, but not an Avenger, by the name of Voyager, and uh, a lot of other interesting things happened during that uh, No Surrender, such as uh, the the reincarnation or the resurrection of the Hulk for. I don't know, probably the third time in <laughs> in uh, two years, uh, and this was the follow up to it. That was a little less, uh, I think, a little less known, um, not uh, as much uh, fanfare surrounding it. Uh, and these were the two series that led into uh, essentially the Avengers uh, series that's now currently currently running. Uh, so the uh, Avengers No Surrender saw. Uh, the original Avengers team, uh, the Unity Squad, and the U.S. Avengers kind of combined uh, in this this giant threat. The follow-up uh, is essentially the uh, the universe has now fallen into darkness. Uh, seven Avengers, uh, including an, uh, one new addition, uh, kind of journey uh, through this uh, through this ten-issue series, uh, attempting to fight back uh, and. Uh, and bring the light back to uh, to the universe and Earth itself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're gonna definitely mention right now. This is full spoilers. Uh, so if you haven't, or we may mention spoilers, we may not do full spoilers, but we will be talking about it a little bit. So if you want to be 100% spoiler free, go read it now, and then you can come back and listen to what we think about it. Uh, or if you're okay with hearing, you know, some story bits, feel free to keep listening. So let's start, Dave. With uh, what did you like about the No Road Home? What did I like? Uh, well, the seven Avengers that they brought forward were uh, characters that I just don't think are uh, front and center, um, outside of maybe uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, Vision, and Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, not exactly Avengers. I would say are, are you know right at the forefront of everybody's thoughts, uh, especially with uh, with the movies. You see, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. You know, getting more of the uh, more of the publicity and the the attention. Um, so I I like the fact that they took this kind of ragtag group of mm-hmm. Avengers that you normally don't get a lot of. Uh, they just don't get a lot of airtime, and uh, put them front and center in in the series, yeah. uh, including. Um, some that uh, you know, I'd 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 really never read anything uh, that they were in. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was it was a nice it was a nice uh, uh, it was a nice mix of characters in the sense of it it, it had some characters I was familiar with, uh, it sprinkled in with some characters that I wasn't so familiar with, um, and I, I did enjoy the fact that uh, you know I got to spend you know, 10 issues with those characters. Yeah, I'll agree. The uh, cast itself was very interesting. Uh, it kind of reminded me of what we did a couple episodes ago where we assembled our own Avengers. It felt mm-hmm. like that's what these authors did, is they went, hey, who are our favorite characters? Let's slam them together, and that we'll call them yeah. our Avengers. Uh, like, I mean, we'll go through the list a little bit. Like you said, Scarlet yep. Witch is in there, Vision is in mm-hmm. there. You have Hulk, which is really interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's been an Avenger before, but this this iteration of Hulk I found was very interesting in the team. Uh, Hawkeye, which is interesting because, like, Hawkeye, you could tell, kind of just got strung along. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was planning yeah. on coming along. He just kind of, like, he was hanging out with Scarlet Witch, so it's like, hey, you're with us now. Uh, yeah. You had Spectrum, which I thought, mm-hmm. this is actually my first comic I've read with Spectrum, and I actually really enjoyed her. I thought she yep. was very interesting. I didn't really get her powers, but it was still a good read. Uh, then you also had Rocket Raccoon, which to me 
was <laughs> the most random addition. And again, the it was comic it's, relief. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, it's one of those things where it's like I thought he was really random, but at the same time, he was one of my favorite characters in the whole story. It made yeah. no sense, but it was great. And then you had uh, uh, instead of Thor, you had Hercules, which I thought yes, uh, again was uh, it kind of just felt like Thor light in my opinion. Yeah, like it was almost like Thor's busy, or we've overdone Thor too much, so let's just mm-hmm. you know throw in another you know ancient god type of thing. But he still again brought some interesting things to the table that you know kept definitely kept the story going and kept it going along. Yeah, and I like the I like the fact that they like you said they they you know highlighted some characters that you you know maybe haven't had a lot of exposure to, uh, such as Hercules. Uh, I like the fact that Vision was kind of powered down mm-hmm. uh, a bit. Uh, is so so he wasn't just able to just carry the load. Um, you had uh, you know other characters such as uh, I agree with you. I think Spectrum really stepping to the forefront and and kind of demonstrating what kind of a, a superhero uh, she can be on any team. Uh, and you you think ah oh, well you know it doesn't all matter you know you just throw the Hulk at it and he smash it. Well no this was the Immortal Hulk. Mm-hmm. So a very you know twisted different kind of Hulk. Uh, to throw into the into the mix. Yeah, I'd have to say, like, I was going through my points of, like, you know, thinking, like, what did I really like about this thing? I would say my Hulk in this storyline was probably my favorite part of the entire storyline. Because, mm-hmm. like you were saying earlier, it's a it's Immortal Hulk, so he's a lot darker. And yeah. this is the Hulk that just came off the fact he was murdered by Hawkeye during Civil yeah. War II. So yeah. it was, like, very interesting having him with Hawkeye together. Like any moment that just had those two hanging out, I thought was like really cool. Like he had this crazy tension within the team. So yeah. I was like, that's really interesting. And then the things he do- does in the story, and this is like, uh, you know, getting into spoiler territory here. So again, if mm-hmm. you don't want spoilers, stop listening. Uh, he almost felt like a sub villain throughout yeah. the story. Like, yes. he, like all the other Avengers were on the same page. They were like, that's the bad guy. We're going after the bad guy. Let's, you know, join forces and go from there. Hulk the entire time was just like, eh, I just kind of got dragged into this. But if there's a chance for me to become more powerful and blow up the world, I'm totally down. <laughs> and yeah. His entire subplot was like, hey, you know, maybe I'll destroy the world. <laughs> and why not? Yeah. And, you know, uh, the introduction of the, the, the villains in mm-hmm. the in in this particular uh, run, uh, with Nyx, the the goddess Night, uh, and her and her children, uh, which um, were completely brand new, I'd I'd never encountered them before. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was initially, I'm not going to say initially, I was initially very intrigued. Yeah, you know, because uh, you know you you open up into into the story and you know the entire. Uh, uh, Pathon of, of Mount Olympus has been just laid waste mm-hmm. by you know the goddess of night and her children. So it's like okay, you've got the most ragtag group of Avengers are going to take on this group that have just taken out all these gods. Yeah, and like their designs are top notch. Like they yeah. they mention in the book that they actually got a guy named Joshua James Shaw to do the designs for these guys, mm-hmm. and, and I guess he's like a creative director on a lot of the Marvel uh, movies, like like a whole bunch of them. And yeah, these are really nice designs. Like especially, I'll, I'll shout out Hypnos. Like if you if you don't take anything yeah. else from this, go look up Hypnos. Really cool design. Maybe yeah. not the best story, but really <laughs> cool design. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I my personal favorite. I, I like the I liked the twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I even enjoyed their their power sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lizard creepy uh, uh, Dolos was just um, oh, no. just not not like just just a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> actually, Dolos is one of the twins. It's Dolos and a pig. oh, sorry, you're right. Uh, Oizus, or Oizus. I don't know how to pronounce that, but Oizus. Yeah, Oizus. Oiz, Oiz. <laughs> yeah, Oizus. Uh, was just a very interesting power set. I mm-hmm. was really. Uh, Really surprised by the the character design of that one, considering the rest were all you know look like children of the goddess, whereas mm-hmm. this one was just like this this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all in all, I thought uh, Paco Medina uh, in the first few issues where these characters introduced knocked it out of the out of the park with the art uh, and the introduction of the characters. And and you're right, the the, the overall design of them uh, was great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, so yeah, like we were saying, the main villains in the story are Nyx, 
who is the goddess of night in the Greek pantheon, <clears throat> and then Hypnos, Oizos, Oizos, Dolos, and a Pat or a Pate are uh, <clears throat> her children. That basically just you know they're kind of her version of the Black Order from Thanos. It's called Black Order, right, from Thanos? Yeah. Yeah, yes. it's kind of like her version of that, except they're actually her children. So, mm -hmm. like Dave was saying, this you know they start off really strong in the fact that like these five characters kill the entire Greek pantheon. That's including Zeus, you know, you got uh, um, uh, Apollo, Athena, mm -hmm. like all these crazy gods. These guys, you know, waltz in, pretty much kill them without breaking a sweat. Uh, yeah. and like you have this like the end of the issues is really imposing like Nick standing over all the dead bodies going oh you're here let me deal with you guys now too it, was, it definitely set the tone for the rest of the book or at least you think it's going to set the tone for the rest of the book yeah. and then it yeah. kind of goes from there and it kind of changes as you go along so what what did you think of the story start going past this point uh, I, I thought the first uh, couple issues. I was I was on board. I was I was you know definitely curious. Um, looking at the, the the lineup of writers, I enjoyed the artist. Uh, the, you know, was checking all the boxes that I look for in a especially in a in a, in a short run series. And uh, the characters, you know, again, very very interesting to see you know where this was going to go. And I felt like uh, the first say three four issues maybe. Uh, were on point, like it was. It was going kind of where I thought it was. You know, you, you typically have, you know, the bad guy shows up, uh, you know, just absolutely wipes the floor with everybody, and and then slowly you start to kind of build up towards that kind of uh, world-ending threat kind of uh, kind of feeling. Uh, and then I was expecting, you know, the big turnaround, which always happens obviously uh with with the heroes you know finding some way to, to to overcome this this new threat that is you know almost uh, uh unbeatable and I, I i felt after that it uh after about the fourth issue i you know i have to say i felt like it just fell off mm -hmm. the map like yeah, they just wandered so far off the path that i i i really i was really disappointed um due to what I was I was kind of looking forward to in it, 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 with the characters with the story and kind of where they were going these new villains uh, and it it you know it just kind of flamed out for me yeah no I definitely agree with that so basically what happens with the plot is yeah Nyx takes out all the Greek gods but then it turns out that Zeus crippled her a little bit which mm -hmm. doesn't make sense for if she's crippled how is she able to kill Zeus like doesn't really make any sense but whatever uh, yeah. so she, he crippled her by taking, like, basically turning her power into a bunch of shards and then scattering these three shards across the, the galaxy or even multiple dimensions yeah. and whatnot. And then, so mm -hmm. Nyx is trying to find the shards and then she even like takes Voyager and like uses her powers to try to try to help her find the shards. Meanwhile, so like the other Avengers find out about this and then I can't remember, they, do they, no, Voyager's the one that splits them up, right? Before she gets controlled, yeah. she basically splits them all up. So you have yeah. Hulk, Hawkeye, Rocket in Nightmare Dimension. You mm -hmm. have uh, Scarlet Witch, Vision, uh, uh, Spectrum, and I think somebody else, right? Uh, no, it's just them. Them in, they go to, oh, in oh Hercules. They go yeah. to, uh, um, the city where all the gods, uh, omnipotent city, I believe it's called. Yeah, they mm -hmm. go there, and then they don't know where the third one is. So those are the yeah. two places that they they know shards are. So they go there, and it's very interesting because it actually reminded me a lot of Thor Ragnarok with Hela, right? Where you know he had the whole situation of you know you didn't know Hela existed. She's like a dark version of the gods. She rises back up because the main, like, a power thing happened where she was able to escape, and then she kind of wipes the floor with everybody, uh, <laughs> yeah. which which Nyx does. But then it's kind of like they forget how powerful she is. Like yeah. she literally was able with her children to wipe out the entire Greek pantheon, but mm. then she and not didn't... and not just like knock them out. No, brutally murder them, kill them. <laughs> oh yeah, like they were dead, dead, and it was yeah. it was cool. But then, like, she never does that again. No. Like, she, she, Dolos, Apate, and Oizus end up following the Avengers, because apparently she's able to see through Scarlet Witch's eyes. They go yes. to Omnipotent City. Meanwhile, Hypnos is using his army of sleeping people, which seemed really random. 
yes. to attack uh, Nightmare's dimension, mm-hmm. uh, which Nightmare, I believe, is an old villain of the Avengers. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so he, so he, they split up. Even the bad guys split up, and it was very interesting because, like you said, it starts off like this sounds really cool, and like it starts off really cool because you have like Hulk, Hawkeye, Rocket trying to figure out how to take out an entire army, and then meanwhile yeah, and, you have the other Avengers taking yeah. out Nix herself, like. Yeah, and the the dynamic of like just that group. Yeah, you know Hulk, Rocket, and Hawkeye. Yeah, you know you've got Hawkeye, uh, who is, you know, going through. I felt like through the whole thing, was going through this like, what's my place? Yeah, what's what's the in point the of Avengers? Avengers? Yeah, but he but he but he was like it. It was like I'm. I'm I'm soul searching my 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 own place in the Avengers, but then he always seemed to have that place in the Avengers, mm-hmm. like it, it, at least in 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 this series, uh, and the fact that the Hulk obviously is not overly thrilled with Hawkeye, yeah, uh, because killed Hawkeye him. killed him, yeah, uh, you know, helped him commit sort of suicide, mm-hmm. and then you just have a random rocket raccoon who <laughs> uh, is is like. Ah, he's kind of okay with Hawkeye. I don't think there was much of a dynamic there, but certainly was kind of like, oh, hey, Hulk, you know, how how are you doing? And yeah. that, like, it was just an interesting little 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 group of people with their own little inner tor- turmoil as to what was going on, especially between the Hulk and Hawkeye. Yeah, because definitely, like I said, the Hulk was definitely the best part of the story, and including Rocket. Again, Rocket is really random, but he was one of the best parts of the story. Like basically, if any other person had been there except for Rocket, they would have been on Hawkeye's side. But because it was Rocket and Hulk, Rocket was on Hulk's side. Basically, every time Hulk was like, "Let's go murder people," Rocket's like, "Yeah,", yeah. and Hawkeye's like, "What? <laughs> this isn't how it's supposed to go." And Rocket's like, "Ah, yeah. shut up. Like, yeah, we're gonna do it anyways." Like, that was definitely a really interesting dynamic. And again, like, this this story arc starts off really strong. Like, these, you know, mm-hmm. you have two separate battles going on, two fronts. Uh, like you said earlier, you have a couple people who are having power issues. Like, uh, Vision's yeah. weak, which I think, is there a reason why he was weak? Yeah, he, uh, his uh, solar, I think it's his solar gem, was damaged by the Hulk. Oh, shit. In No Surrender. Okay. So he's, he's deteriorating. Mm-hmm. So, he's, so he's essentially yeah. experiencing, uh, you know, human uh, the, the human feeling of of you know death, mm-hmm. mortality. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is a very interesting story for Vision. I don't know if that's something they do very often. So I think it's definitely an interesting story. Like it, it like I will say that's one thing I enjoyed about this series is each issue uh, changed who was narrating it. Yeah. So, like, like yeah. you said, there was one issue where Hawkeye was narrating it. He's constantly talking about, "Am I worthy to be an Avenger?" And that was a very interesting dialogue and discussion because, I mean, that's something we talk about all the time. We even yeah. mentioned it a couple issues ago. We were like, "Why is Hawkeye an Avenger? It's stupid." But then he and even it, it, what I appreciated about that is as he's having this inner inner thought and turmoil, there's just constant shots from especially the Hulk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Constantly reminding him how useless he is. Yeah. Like what are you going to do? Shoot an arrow at them? <laughs> yeah. Like you know, no, no, no. No. This is this is for real Avengers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just stay here. Yeah. Like it was just it was like just a con- like it was everything that 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 I you know, certainly I've said through the years regarding regarding Hawkeye uh was just like it was just laid bare <laughs> in this series. Well, and the other funny thing is, like, they bring it up, and you think they're going to, like, eventually, like, kind of do what they did in Age of Ultron, where the reason why Hawkeye's important is because he inspires people or whatever. But mm-hmm. Hawkeye literally says in the book, the only reason I'm here is because I'm really lucky. Yeah. <laughs> like, he literally says that in the book. It's like, the only reason I'm still alive after all these years is, I don't know, I flipped a coin, you know? <laughs> like, something mm-hmm. crazy like that. And I thought that was very funny that, like, they tried to have the serious conversation about Hawkeye, and then it just kind of ended up being a little bit of a joke. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. You know, like, uh, I was I was waiting for that that Hawkeye moment mm-hmm. where he would step up and, and everybody would go, oh, okay, that's why he's here. Yeah. And it kind of happened. He, like... You know, had a you know an inspirational speech, and then for some reason, the Immortal Hulk, who's just—I mean, let's just admit it—he's a grade A a hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, then turns around and goes, you know, maybe I was wrong about you, kind of thing. Like, which was just kind of like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And and you know, and, and he says, you know, what what do you, you know towards the end when they're when they're hitting the climax, and it's like, 
you know, what do you want most, Hawkeye? And he's just like, one good shot. Mm-hmm. And and he has that shot, but it doesn't mean anything. No. Like in the, all... in the, the, the result, the end result, it meant nothing. Like, he was literally just the distraction. At the, yeah. at the most, he was a distraction. Yeah, and yeah. that was it. So it was very interesting. And like I said, they did it with, with I think, almost every character. Uh, like, that Hercules had a, had a couple uh, uh, thoughts where he was... I guess he's been going through a thing where he's trying to redeem himself. Like, he's, you know, he stopped drinking. He's trying to make sure mm-hmm. that people actually remember him as a hero and whatnot, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, like yep. you said, Vision has the whole, I'm mortal now. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was very interesting that they had the flip side, which was Spectrum now realizes that she's immortal. And yeah. then she kind of loses her, like, she's struggling to keep her humanity as she's going along. Yeah. I thought that was a very interesting struggle. And then you had Rocket whose struggle was basically, I'm mad, so I'm going to go shoot somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was his whole struggle. And it was very, like, it was deeper than that. Like, he's Mm -hmm. very much like, hey, my life was shit, and I want to, you know, kind of get revenge for it. And it was a little bit deeper than that. But it felt like they kind of didn't have a proper ending to it. It was kind of just like, hey, you know, I feel bad, you know, type of thing. (laughs) Yeah. I I felt like, uh, you know, just going, if I go, you know, kind of hero to hero, uh, I was like, this series confirmed just for me exactly how useless Hercules is. <laughs> uh, like he's just a, like uh, if you think about most of the superheroes now, they've got like multiple powers and they know how to use them in very uh, creative ways that that um, you know keep it interesting. He's just he like you said he's like Thor light. I would mm-hmm. say he's even Thor lighter. Uh, it was just, and, and there was nothing there. Like, it was like, oh, I'm mad. You killed all these all these people that I love, and, and I'm just going to punch you. Like he mentioned, I don't know how many times he said he was going to punch, punch Nick's in the face. Mm-hmm. It, it just it just really showed me, like, there's really not a lot of substance there. Yeah. Like uh, you could as far see, as the character. You could see they were trying to give him character yeah. growth. Mm-hmm. It just never felt anything better than what we've seen in the past. Like, it feels like... Like you said, he just kind of felt like Thor light, and even his character development felt like Thor light. Yeah. Where it's like yeah. the main reason he was there was just they needed a pantheon of gods for Nyx to kill, and yeah. to show how strong she was. Yes. Yeah. And so, then yeah, I felt uh, Rocket Raccoon. It was just like a, a confirmation you can drop him into anything, <laughs> and yeah. no matter how weird it seems that he's there, and there's some way you can make him fit, and he's and it's still funny. Mm-hmm. And and he's and that just how you know entertaining of a character he is, mm-hmm. uh, even when he wasn't really doing anything. Like even if it was just you know little quips on the side, it, it kept me interested in mm-hmm. in his character and, and what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, as far as Hawkeye, it was just like okay, okay, okay. Show me why Hawkeye. Oh, oh, you're not going to show me why Hawkeye is is important. Okay. Oh, you just confirmed that really, in my eyes, he's one of the most useless Avengers of all time. <laughs> like, even uh, they say with it. His book. Like... I, and I hate to say it. I mean, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, of all superheroes, but it just, his fit on the Avengers, maybe back in the day when, when it first came out, maybe it made sense. But this was, like, this now is just getting to the level of ridiculousness when you keep bringing these guys along that just have no place mm-hmm. and even when you, you you write into the story okay you you make fun of them endlessly through the whole series and then you, you, there's that moment where you're thinking okay there's going to be this moment it's going to be a hawkeye moment and you're going to go okay yeah that's hawkeye and it's like it kind of happens and then it's just kind of like it didn't really matter <laughs> yeah like he was just there for Hulk to threaten, almost like that was the only yeah. reason he was there for. And it felt like a couple characters were like that. Like we said, Hawkeye felt random, yeah. Rocket felt really random. Like he he was great, but he was just so like there was no reason why he was there. And yeah. then and then there's even another character that pops up halfway through the story that even felt yeah. more random. And it was just <laughs> yes. like, again, it was just kind of felt like the authors kind of just picked their favorite characters and just smashed them into a book together. And we're like, this yeah. is what we're doing. So, uh, like we said, uh, Hulk, Hawkeye, and Rocket are dealing with uh, Hypnos in the Nightmare Realm. And then mm-hmm. the other Avengers are fighting Nyx and the, her other children in the yes. uh, Omnipotent City. So this is kind of where the, I, I would say the climax of the uh, story is. Yeah. Is when they're in Omnipotent City. Uh, Scarlet Witch is crippled because uh, she got crippled mm-hmm. early on in the book. 
Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, it was just kind of there because she's so powerful. It felt like if she wasn't crippled, she could have just solved this problem way earlier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of like, hey, let's just blind her for the sake of it. Um, yeah. So then at this climax, uh, it looks like Nyx gets a crystal from Omnipotent mm-hmm. City. And then she's like, I am done with dealing with your guys' crap because I know where to go now. So I'm going to try yeah. to take you out. So it looks like at the end of this issue, she wipes out Hercules, Spectrum, Vision, and uh, yeah, those three. Yeah. And then she, Scarlet Witch gets sent to an alternate dimension, which I can't remember if that was Voyager that did that or somebody else. Uh, I believe it was Voyager. Voyager does. And yeah. then in the in the alternate, other storyline, uh, I think that's when they... They're they're about to fight uh, Hypnos for uh, yes. the Crystal and Nightmare Realm, which again is really cool. Like I think that's when uh, Hulk Hulk they they meet Nightmare because uh, yes. he's the ruler of the realm, and then they make a deal. And Hip Nightmare's kind of like, "What do you want?" And Hulk just smiles, and then you smash <laughs> cut to him riding a like a, a f- shadow steed riding yes. into battle. Like, With it's such axe. a cool splash, <laughs> and like that's cool. So then you find out that Scarlet Witch got sent to an alternate dimension. She thinks her friends are dead. She gets sent to Conan the Barbarian. Yes. So how did so, you feel about this twist? Oh, oh. <laughs> let me uh, let me let me just just soak in this for a minute. Um, when when the minute it happened, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. This is how they bring Conan into the Savage Avengers. Yeah, like this was this like it was just so random. Yeah, that that this that this took place because the Scarlet Witch escapes with the crystal. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and and she shows up there. Of course, she's still blind. She drops the crystal. Uh, some you know some some bandits pick it up and run away, <laughs> and she's uh, and she's assisted by. Uh, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Now, you know, let me get this straight. I I very much enjoy Conan. Um, uh, Robert E. Howard, great writer. Uh, I, I very much enjoy Conan. I enjoyed the movies. Um, this was like one of the most random things I could have imagined happening <laughs> in this yeah. storyline. And it takes it pretty much, in my opinion, it just took over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like three issues. Yeah. They were in Conan's realm. Yeah. Just traveling around, mm-hmm. chasing after some bandits who happened to be, what were they? They were a part of some uh, some raven cult. No, they, they weren't. They got attacked by the raven cult. Later. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. They got attacked by the raven cult. <laughs> then that gem was taken by the raven cult who was then going to sacrifice somebody. Mm-hmm. And it, it just... Yeah, it was just so so random, and I felt like the buildup at the beginning just completely sh- like shifted gears, but not in a good way. Like it went to another story, and maybe maybe you know done in in the right way. Maybe that you know would have worked. But for me, it was just like now I feel like I like I got all hyped up for you know story arc A, and then I move into story arc B, and it's just like. I don't know what's going on, and this is just not not working for me. Yeah, like it was a complete tone shift. Like it felt mm-hmm. like we went from a superhero comic to a and d comic. Yeah. And I think that really speaks to the writers they had on this uh, on, on this uh, thing. So you had so the three writers that were working together on this. You had Mark Wade, mm-hmm. Al Ewing, and Jim Zub. So Mark Wade is uh, you know pretty famous for taking older characters – and kind of, uh, you know, he did Kingdom Come and whatnot, taking all the characters, seeing what's good about them, and then kind of modernizing them a little bit. So yeah. that's kind of what he did with, like, that's definitely something I'll mention about the story. It definitely felt like a Golden Age, Silver Age comic story, but told in a modern tone. Mm-hmm. And it, like, that's, it has good points and bad points, but that, you can yeah. tell, tell that was Mark Wade's um, influence. Then you had Al Ewing, who is famous for, you know, Ultimates. He wrote Rocket Raccoon. He wrote Immortal, and he's really famous right now for his Immortal Hulk run. So that's where you can kind of see yeah. the influences of, you know, that's why Hulk was so good. And that's why Rocket mm-hmm. was so good, because he had a guy. Yeah. Who wrote it. And then Jim Zub is famous for, you know, writing a ton of D&D comics. And he's famous 
Uh, and he's been said in interviews, even in the comic books, that he loves yeah. Conan the Barbarian, and Conan the Barbarian is one of his favorite characters. So you can yeah. tell, like, each of them, like we said, <laughs> pick their favorite characters and then put them in a comic, even if it yeah. didn't make sense. Yeah. And I feel like, like that's what happened to this story, is it started off with, like, you know, you had the Mark Wade influence of, mm -hmm. you know, Golden Age uh, quest-type comic book stories. You had Aluin's influence of really interesting Hulk and Rocket Raccoon and other uh, deep, intricate character stuff. And then you had Z Jim Zub, who's like, it's D&D time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they could have... They, it would have been the same result for me if they got to that, that issue, whatever it was, I think it was about five, mm -hmm. issue five, and then it was like, here's Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> and just yeah. chuck somebody in there because it, that's what it felt like with with Conan. Mm -hmm. It didn't fit. Uh, he just did not. The the whole uh, you know character just did not gel with what was going on uh, in in the story at all. Mm -hmm. like, um, I... it, it was just it was just such a like you said it was a, such a, a shift in tone mm -hmm. that it left me just going, okay, I just got to get through the rest of the series. Yeah. Like, and I think it would have been even more interesting if he had met the group with Hulk, Hawkeye, and Rocket. Because I think him and Hulk would have had a very interesting dynamic between them. Because both of them are very ready to murder, but they have very, yeah. like, different reasonings why. Like, Conan's mm -hmm. kind of more honorable, whereas Hulk's just angry. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I really, like, hated was, of course, <laughs> him and Scarlet Witch were just ready to bone. Yeah, like, I'm glad they didn't pull the trigger. Like they both yeah. were like, wait, wait, wait. We have people we actually like outside of the story. I forgot, mm -hmm. uh, but they did have the build up to them almost kissing, and I was just like, please don't. Like it felt yeah. like the most like, of course you're gonna pick the female character to fall in love with Conan. Yeah, but it just felt so forced. And I was I was really glad that they didn't, but it yes. definitely it still had the build, which really annoyed me. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. It was uh, I mean. Out of the character set, you know, to, to say, okay, well, which character would best, I guess, mesh with Conan? Okay, yeah, Scarlet Witch kind of made sense. Like, I, I, I get why it was her that, that went back or went into this other dimension uh, to, to meet Conan, the barbarian. Um, but I, I agree. It was the same thing. It was like, oh, we traveled and we spent a lot of time together going through the desert. And then it's like... You know, this moment almost happens, and and I was I was right there with you. I was just cringing, going, "Oh, please don't do this," mm -hmm. and they didn't. But I, just even the fact that they tr like kind of introduced it, I I just I couldn't buy into it. Yeah. So the other thing that happens in the story, and is I think this is really when the villains started crumbling around, the, the crumbling. Uh, mm -hmm. So Nix and her children, uh, and I'll air quote that. Uh, get yeah. teleported also into the Conan universe by the yeah. crow people we mentioned earlier. They were doing like this sacrifice thing, uh, and then they use the crystal, which which you know, Nyx manages to sense or something like that. Or no, because mm -hmm. Scarlet Witch touches she, it. She can see it through. Yeah, Scarlet Witch's eyes. Yeah, she sees it through Scarlet Witch's eyes. So Nyx arrives, uh, and then meanwhile, uh, Hulk and the rest just obliterate Hypnos. Yeah, like it wasn't even a contest. They just obliterate Hypnos, which again yeah. sucks because Hypnos probably had one of the coolest designs, and then he kind of went out and, like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, not just that, but just like turned into a, like just a coward, a mama's boy. Yeah, yeah, it was it like was just like you got this strong, you know, evil villain character that just completely melted down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which really sucks. I mean, it made mm -hmm. Hulk look really cool, yeah. but it really sucks that they got this. So, Nyx has her other children, and they're in the Conan universe, but it turns out that uh, Spectrum was able to manipulate the light to make right. her children look like the other Avengers. So, it turns out Nyx actually killed Dolos and Apate. Yes. Which I felt was the like most cop-out BS of all time. Yeah. I was just like, one, like, shouldn't they be more powerful that N Nyx isn't able to one-shot them? Well, I mean, it, I guess that's debatable because here's the thing is that Nyx, <laughs> they start off right at the bat. They're like, hey, look, Nyx can one-shot gods. And then she yeah. never does it again until, no. like we said earlier, it looked like she one-shot all the Avengers, which I don't know why she waited until then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it looks like she one-shot the Avengers. Turns out she didn't one-shot the Avengers. She one-shot her children. 
Mm-hmm. And then the other Avengers, you know, just went along for the ride type of thing. Which, to me, it's like, if those are your children, you think she would have been able to sense them? Yeah, and, and you know, getting back to the point of one-shotting, okay, so whether you just one-shot gods or your own children who killed gods, why didn't you just one-shot the Avengers? Yeah, like, the second they showed up, why didn't you, like, snap your fingers and kill them? Yeah, it, it just, there was no, uh, it, it, to me, it was just like, there was no rhyme or reason like you said it was just like huge demonstration of power mm-hmm. and then it was like yeah we'll just shuffle her off to the side because oh it's too yeah, broken she could probably just kill everybody yeah like i mean good examples of you know showing how strong they are and then not completely kneecapping them for the rest of the story like i said <laughs> you had hella in thor ragnarok which was always super strong is the only reason she never one shot anybody like again is just because she was toying with them. Yeah. And then Thanos, you know, beat the crap out of the Hulk in Infinity War, and then he beat the crap out of everybody else who came in front of him. Yeah, like, it just it, to me it was just um, I, I really felt like, especially with a ten issue arc, like you often find these introductions to these characters where you kind of got to get you got to get the introduction in. And then you got to get them out because they only, you know, they only show up for an issue, maybe two issues. But you had ten issues, mm-hmm. ten issues where you could have had, you know, a lot more interaction, uh, a lot more interesting, uh, you know, uh, dynamics to the to the fights. Like I did, I did like the the fact that uh, you know the one had, had uh, turned Hercules against against the group, and then he started, you know, pounding the hell out of out of Vision. You know, like there were these interesting things that just kind of flittered, and then didn't really happen again yeah yeah and it just it felt inconsistent and that's i think the worst like the thing you could say about this entire story arc it just felt inconsistent the entire way through yeah so continuing on with the story nix has a crystal thor not thor hulk has a crystal they both you know consume their crystal and get the power and then they both teleport to where to uh this other this random planet which I yes. don't know why. They, oh, no. I think Thor went... The, no, I keep saying Thor for no reason. Hulk Persons. went to this planet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then, uh, and then because Nyx could sense the crystal, she also ended up at that planet. Then all the Avengers yeah. somehow ended up at the planet, too. <laughs> like, it just magically happened. Like, oh, oh no, it was because Voyager is the most, like, MacGuffin person of all time. She can just sense yeah. where people oh, are. Oh, you need to go here? Yeah. Like even if she even if they say we don't know where they are, she just goes, "Oh, I, you know, I think about them and I can find them." Like even across galaxies, it's the most like MacGuffin thing of all time. Yeah. So so they're all on this planet and you think it's going to be this like crazy cool battle between Superpower Hulk and Superpower Nix, which I mean it kind of starts off as. Yes. But then she just depowers Hulk. Yeah. She just like, you know, takes the crystal out of him. And turns him into Bruce Banner, which I guess it made sense. The way that ex- they explained it was that Nix, this is Nix's power, so of course she knows how it works. Yeah, which well, makes she, sense. She, she brought light to the planet. <laughs> yeah, which somehow crippled the Hulk. Yeah, it just, it just it was... felt like a again. It felt like a cop out where it's like you think it's going to be this crazy like god level fist fight, but then she just kind of snaps her fingers like, never mind, I take it all back. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean it was I mean it was set up to a degree. It was kind of like okay, well, uh, as long as there was sunlight, you know, she was she and her children were trapped and 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 imprisoned, and then the sun, you know, was removed from the equation. She escaped, so it kind of gave that illusion that that she doesn't like the sunlight. Mm-hmm. And when they brought the sunlight in, you know, that's like the weakness of the immortal the immortal Hulk is that the daytime is Banner's time, the nighttime is the Hulk's. Is you got rid of the Hulk, and at the same time, it, yeah, I mean that was a little bit of a shock. Like I thought it was, for for me, it was like okay, that was well played because they never said it was a weakness. Mm-hmm. It was just assumed based on the fact that 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 she was imprisoned as long as the sun was there, but that yeah. was just the the curse that held her imprisoned. So at the end of the day, it was like, no, I'm not afraid of the sun. You know, even I'm the goddess of of, of darkness. I'm not I'm not afraid of the sun, but the Hulk reduces down to banner. Yeah, which I thought was like, hey, yeah, okay, that was that was that was that was good. You got me for ten issues. I I did not pick up on on that. I I assumed what you laid out, 
uh, I, I, you know, my mind went in the direction that the writers obviously wanted you to go. Mm -hmm. So now we're at the point in which Nyx has two crystals, mm -hmm. and then the Avengers, you know, the most strong member, uh, which was Hulk with a crystal, is taken out, and then she knows where the third one goes, or is, yeah. so she leaves, and then you have all the heroes on this planet uh, just hanging out and going, man, what are we going to do? Then mm -hmm. this random, it turns out the planet has like an avatar, like it has a person that represents the whole planet. Yes. And, and, and apparently this is like some sort of like, you know, 80s space, we took a lot of drugs storyline, <laughs> uh, where the planet has a person and the person basically tells them like, what do you want? And they're just mm -hmm. like, hey, we just want to go stop her. And she's like, okay. And then she just magically teleports them to, I think it was New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where it's like, hey, she's in New Jersey. So this is yeah. really when I was like, this is a dumb story, is the finale. <laughs> like this, like, I mean, it had its moments, like, but you can kind of, you can kind of, um, you know, forgive them because they had cool stuff going along with it. Like I said, you had the whole Hulk storyline, which was really cool. So you kind of yeah. forgive every other stupid thing that happens. But this is really when it falls apart for me. Because they yeah. go, so the third crystal is apparently in a house in, no, no. No, no, th sorry. The third crystal was at the planet. Yeah, it was in the Avatar. It was in the Avatar. In the, and then, so Nyx gets the third Avatar. crystal. But for some reason, she's then drawn to this house in New Jersey. Yes, because it had the, it, the the house in New Jersey had the, the light of creation. Yeah. And in so, New Jersey. Go ahead. In, in Like, in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, of all places. Like, which was you know, funny. That's, that, you know, that's, I mean, and that could be a whole other uh, issue of, of comic book gentlemen is talking about how the Marvel Universe always seems to want to make Earth the center of the, the universe in, in everything. And this is this is just a, a, another another example of exactly that. Like, they've now gone to different dimensions. They've gone to different planets. They've gone all over the place. And it brings them back to New Jersey. A yeah. house in new jersey like it's not even the world it's not even earth it's like the tri-state area of new york new jersey <laughs> yeah i think new hampshire is the other one in there like as long as it mm -hmm. happens in that area that's all that matters <laughs> yes so nix goes to the house of creation because she wants to recreate the world where darkness is more powerful than anything else yeah. basically and the avengers of course are avengers so they want to stop her not really hulk hulk just wants to mm -hmm. die yeah. Uh, not Hulk, but Bruce Banner just wants to die. He he also wants to destroy the world, which I thought was a really funny subplot, where he's just yes. like, "Hey, let's just blow up," you know, <laughs> like who cares? <laughs> so the, all of them, including Conan, go to New Jersey, and yeah, Conan's they can't, in New Jersey. <laughs> they can't get into the house because the house is such a power spot that yes. it's like killing them trying to get in. So the only way they're able to get in is Vision and Spectrum merge. Which yes. is able to push Vision over the edge into the House of Ideas. And then this is when, this is my most biggest pet peeve. And I've only seen this a couple times in comics. But every time I've seen it, I hate it. It turns out the House of Creation is basically just Marvel. Yes. Like it's like The House it, of Ideas. The House of Ideas. Like they basically turn Marvel into its own thing. And like I said, I've seen this before in a couple comics. I couldn't name them because it's been so long since yep. I've seen it. But basically it like breaks the fourth wall. And yeah. the thing that stops Nyx, who's super powerful and wants to recreate the the world in darkness, is imagination. Yes. That's the ultimate, like, according to the story, the ultimate, you know, anti-evil is the hope and brightness of imagination. Yes. And that's what... And, and, and who do you send into the house as the avatar of imagination? To, to defeat the ultimate evil. Vision. Vision. <laughs> Who is... The, the, the android. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's Red Tornado, the, the, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It, it just... It was... Yeah. I, I, the more and more it mentioned it, I think I didn't catch it the first... Uh, the first little, you know, couple times that they mentioned, you know, it was like the, you know, the house of ideas, the, the imagination. It was like... It was like Marvel. I, it was like, you know, two or three times later, I, I kind of, it suddenly, you know, hit me and I was like, oh no, oh no, you didn't, you didn't just do, you didn't yeah. just do this. And they did. Yeah, I just, 
to me, it just one of those things where it felt like such a cop out. Yeah. Where it's just like you couldn't you, you built up this villain to be so powerful, and then you just couldn't think of anything to beat her with other than we're the writers, and that's why we were able to beat her. Yeah. And that just and feels it, like such an anticlimactic waste of time. Yeah, and she just she just and she burns away, mm-hmm. but isn't gone. No. Because you can't have light without dark is yeah. like the other moral of the story or whatever. Yeah. Like, I and mean, they were trying to have a really cool finale where they yeah. brought in like every single superhero in the Marvel pantheon yeah. and mm-hmm. to beat, to punch her. Like they yeah. tried, tried that, but it just felt so flat. Like it never yeah. felt cool or, or like really no. impactful. It just kind of felt, like you said, just very anticlimactic. And was just there so that the writers had a chance to draw every single character. Yeah. Like, it just, it just the ending was just nothing. Like, it was such nothing. So, yeah, the this, this story ends. You know, all the villains are just gone. You know, whatever. Uh, you know, uh, the team splits up. Uh, I, Conan's on an island. Rocket right, just goes back to the, space. In the uh, Savage Frontier. Savage Frontier. Which, I mean, yeah. again, like you said, the only reason they had Conan was just to put him so there. Savage Land. And then Rocket just goes back to space because he shouldn't have been yeah. there in the first place. Yeah. Gambling. Gambling, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had um, uh, Hercules who tries to continue the whole, hey, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm a hero now. Mm-hmm. And then you had um, the other Avengers just kind of go, hey, that was cool. You know? <laughs> Yeah, vision's fixed. Vi- vision's fixed, and then for some reason, Spectrum is no longer immortal, which I didn't yeah. get. Yeah, it was like it was like the the moment between her and Vision, like just drained her of like her immortality. I guess I, I don't I know. Uh, and and then all of a sudden, it's just you know that was that that was that was it. She's now depowered. Vision is fixed. Yeah. And it just felt like, because like you said, like we were saying earlier, they were both having their own struggles of, you yeah. know, Vision was trying to deal with the fact he's mortal now, and Spectrum was trying to deal with the fact she's immortal now, and then it's it's one of those things where it's like it, it started these conversations that sounded really interesting, but then, mm-hmm. oh, never mind, everything's back to normal now. She's she's human, he's not. Forget yeah. about it. Again, it yeah. just felt like they had, it. it's the same issue with the entire story arc, where it starts off really strong, has really interesting ideas, and then just falls flat. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they definitely introduced, um, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, the overall story arc, or individual, you know, uh, arcs for the characters, it just, that went nowhere. And I, Like, one of the things that bothered me, and I don't know why it just, it, it just kept replaying, was, you know, you, you had the Avengers kind of getting into this, uh, you know, holy shit moment where they're all, they're all fighting against, uh, you know, Nyx, and it's like, Hawkeye is still useless, but <laughs> somehow, somehow, Conan isn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's not like Conan has powers. No, Conan, I mean, he's just, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Again, like Conan, like the character. I, I, I certainly, if you gave me a choice, Hawkeye over Conan, I'd take Conan, uh, just because I like the character more. But if you really break it down, they're just two human beings, you know, that are very talented with with a weapon. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, and I just couldn't understand how you know you got Conan who's seeing now. Granted, in in the the world of Conan, Conan's probably seeing some some pretty crazy shit, but you have him just kind of going, "Hey, no problem. I'll just start chopping stuff with my sword." And Hawkeye's just still at that point unraveling to some degree, kind of going like, "Oh, what can I you know what can I do?" Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't help that the Hulk just keeps poking him yeah. the entire time. Uh, yeah. about the fact that he's useless and it just to me it was just like i don't understand and that was i think again you had that that was that jim zub um influence of going hey i really like conan so let's make him a uh you know not so much a focal point he was a focal point for a couple issues uh but but certainly he wasn't just off on the sidelines useless mm-hmm like they they ham hammered it into being powerful, which didn't make yeah. any sense. Like literally, you have at one point you had Conan standing next to Hercules, 
and they look like they would have the same powers, but then you find out, oh no, Conan doesn't have power. So it's like, but then why are they able to fight the same people? It doesn't make any sense. No, no. It was, it was, and then, you know, the very, very, very last part of this, they flash forward, uh, you know, into the future a little bit, and uh, Zeus is now, I don't know, made of some kind of cosmic energy, Mm Mm-hmm. And and you've got a uh, Hercules has got a new suit and and a beard or a thicker a beard. beard yeah thicker beard and and that's just where it leaves off yeah and it's like okay so we went through all that just for Hercules to grow a bigger beard <laughs> yeah yeah it just it, it was it was it had a lot of promise especially considering these were not. Um, you know, top tier characters that people were, you know, all over, excluding obviously, you know, the Hulk is is, is obviously pretty popular, has been for a long time. Um, Rocket Raccoon is is a very popular character, um, but not certainly like when you think of the you know the Mount Rushmore of of Marvel. You know, some of these characters aren't aren't on it, uh, and then they sprinkled in those those characters that I was interested. In. I was very disappointed that uh, they kind of brought in the Blue Marvel on the first issue, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, great, we're going to see more of the the Blue Marvel," and that was it. He was in yeah. he was in the issue for the the first issue, and then I think he showed up in the last issue. Yeah. And I was I was supremely disappointed because I thought here's a great opportunity. For them to, you know, uh, bring out another character that that is interesting, different, you haven't seen a lot of, but you just said, oh, here he is in the first issue, here he is in the last, he doesn't really do anything, the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, he was just there to be Spectrum's love interest, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, and again, he was barely in it. Like, I think that that really drives home the point that this didn't feel like an Avengers book. No. This felt like a Champions or like a, like Defenders, like a subgroup of superheroes. Because mm-hmm. it just didn't, it didn't have that Avengers feel. Because like, the the one thing that they tr- they mention once or twice in the book is that this is affecting the entire galaxy. Like, it wasn't just yeah. Earth whose sun disappeared, it was every planet's sun disappears, and, like, the entire galaxy mm-hmm. is in turmoil, and, like, some of them are freaking out, and then Earth is rioting. Like, that's something they only mention, like, for half a page. Yeah. And they show yeah. that. And it's like, yeah. if, I feel like if they had mentioned that multiple, more times, I feel like it would have given this more stakes. But what it ended up feeling like, it felt more like just a random side adventure that had no impact to the rest of the galaxy or even Earth that yeah. most of the superheroes didn't even know about. Oh, like it didn't sure. it didn't feel important. It just felt like no. it was just, you know, Hercules was trying to get revenge and it just so happened he brought friends along. That's all it felt like. Yeah. And even yeah. then but they kept Hercules telling you how feel like the main character was. <laughs> it's very important. You know, it's it's she's going to destroy the universe. Mm-hmm. Very important. But not that important that anybody's really paying attention. Yeah, like it's not important enough for Captain America. It's not important enough for Thor. Yeah. You know, and I and I do think it's really cool that they tried to make other characters give them more importance. It just felt flat. So, yeah. One thing before I want, want to go into final thoughts is what did you mm-hmm. think about the art? So you had three artists working on the series. Paco Medina was the main artist. He'd mostly issues. You had Sean Izaxi, uh yeah. do uh, four issues, and then you had Carlo Barberi do one issue. So what what was your overall impression of the art? Who was your favorite, and what did you think of it? Uh, uh, definitely my, my favorite. I, I, I very much enjoy uh, Paco Medina. Um, I really, really like the art. I was, I was, uh, I was disappointed. Like I said, I, I hate when they do this. When they, when they mid, you know, mid story, they switch up the artist. Mm-hmm. Now it's a little more bearable when they, when they bring in, you know, artists that, that were good. And, and I would say that. Um, Paco was certainly my favorite, uh, followed by uh, Babari, um, and, and then and then um, uh, the third gentleman's name, Zaxi. Oh, Zaxi. Um, and and I wouldn't say it was it was uh, right across the border wasn't bad. 
Like, I didn't feel like the art degenerated to the point of, like, oh, my God, I just got to, like, push through these issues. Like, it was it was decent. Paco's certainly was my favorite. Uh, but I just, I hate, I hate seeing this where they where they bring in these other artists and they I would have rather seen them just stretch out the series if it took a little longer for you know one or the other to just do the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, in in my opinion um, but Paco was definitely my favorite uh, I, I thought his you know um, his character expressions are just uh, great uh, the introduction obviously he got the he got the the introduction of these uh, of the villains which he thought he did a great job of um, just all in all I, I I would say Paco or his his portion of uh, of the uh, the art that he did was was fantastic yeah so I had a my, my issue with the art is to me it felt inconsistent like I felt <clears> like <throat> one panel you would have like really detailed really dark art like especially like a couple scenes with the hulk when it just showed his face it looked really gritty and interesting but then there's a Mm -hmm. couple panels where it felt like almost cartoonish yeah like it felt like like it was a lot more rounded faces and a lot more like less detail and whatnot and i felt like that was like it took away from it a little bit and i also felt like actually i had a hard time differentiating between the three artists i kind of felt like they all had the same art style or at least really close art styles like it wasn't a huge difference between the three of them right and it just and like i said it just kind of felt like they kept flipping between detail and cartoonish no detail so i would actually have to say i liked izaxi the most because it felt like he had the least changes in between panels like he felt the most Mm -hmm. consistent about all the issues he did whereas medina and and i don't really remember barbari too much because he only did one issue but medina felt like he kept changing his style throughout the book and it was almost like confusing a little bit. Where yeah, I, I, I've, I like, um, I like Medina's style. Uh, a very similar artist is is uh, Larez is another one that, that draws very similar to uh, uh, to him. Um, I don't know what it is about that. It's it's uh, you know bordering almost um, you know slightly cartoony. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a degree, and I just I, I I've liked I, I've liked his art since the, the first time I've, I, I saw it. Uh, like I said, the only thing that bothered me, I would have rather seen just one artist take the whole series. Yeah. Uh, just so that the consistency is there right across the board. Um, you know, some artists obviously draw things, you know, better. I mean, there are artists that do the the dark and gritty a lot better than other ones that do the you know light and, and comical. Um, and and with this one, like yeah, certainly there were characters in in the book that were, uh, you know, light and comical, uh, and that certainly I think you know brightened up with certain artists, and then other artists didn't do so well with that. But then you had the you know the dark and gritty, you know, certain artists did better the better with that, you know, those portions of the book than 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 the others. And again, if you just had the consistency of this is the one artist all the way through. Um, and I realize they got to bang these things out in, in you know short order. So to do ten issues, you know, as 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 quick as they they can, you know, you have to. That's what you have to do nowadays. But it, it just it, it's just so disappointing when you see that that element of of you've got an artist, you're getting used to you know the art and the flavor, what's going on for the first couple issues, and then it switches. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely think yeah, if you if they had stretched it out, they would have had more consistent art and it would have been a lot better. Yeah. So final thoughts, uh, two questions. What would you cause every story should have mm-hmm. a moral to the story or a lesson that you learn from reading the story. So what would you say is the moral of this story or that they were trying to to hit? Oh. So the one that I think they were trying to throughout the thing, yeah, uh, throughout the arc is that they were trying to say people change because like you like i said you had the whole inner monologues of the vision you had the inner monologue of spectrum of Mm -hmm. you know and even hawkeye a little bit it's like people change and that's okay like it's okay to move forward Mm -hmm. and it felt like they were trying to say that with the subplots it just felt like again it just got very muddled and very uh lost in translation because yeah. the, in the end, it seemed like the other moral of the story they were trying to push at the very end, like they waited until the last issue to push this, was imagination is more powerful than anything in the world. <laughs> like if you're sad, makes, just imagine something. <laughs> yeah, which makes Marvel 
the most powerful thing in the world. Yeah, and and even beyond that, it makes Disney the most powerful thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it, it's like it felt like yeah. a corporate, you know, plug the overlord type of thing. But again, yeah. they they waited until the last issue to try to push that, and yeah. it just didn't make any sense. So yeah, yeah. So again, every story should have a moral, and if you don't, what's the point of writing a story? But yeah. it just felt like they kind of lost what their moral was throughout the story. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt um, uh, initially, you know, without thinking too too deeply into it, uh, the, the first thought was, and this is how they brought Conan into the Marvel <laughs> Universe. Like, that's, yeah. that was my, this, this whole 10-issue arc is just so that they can set up the Savage Avengers with, with Conan and the Punisher. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, weirdest grouping of, of, of people ever, uh, all uber-violent and, and, and nuts, but I just... I, I, that was my initial thought, but I think you know, going back and and kind of flipping through it, uh, as you you know you pointed out, the different perspectives of each of the characters, and it wasn't just a perspective; it was this is what I'm dealing with mm-hmm. in my own you know in my own personal personal life as a character, and it was how it was kind of like you had a variety of of. Uh, characters from very powerful characters to not so powerful characters, but they all had, um, you know, things were going on in their lives, uh, things that they had to overcome. And I think that for me it was, you know, anything can be overcome, mm-hmm. right? At the end, you know, Vision went through his little, uh, you know, I'm I'm mortal. I'm I'm gonna die. I'm accepting it. Um, you know, I I. I you know, I'm moving, moving on. That was that was kind of his thing, kind of just coming to realization that that, or at least as he thought, you know, eventually I'm going to I'm going to expire, right? Only to, you know, not expire. But <laughs> you know, at least at least there, there there was something there. Like I got what they were trying to trying to do there. Spectrum, same thing. Like, what is it going to be like in a hundred years when everybody's you know possibly dead, or everybody at least I know is dead, and I'm still here. Mm-hmm. You know, and and what what is what is that like? And yeah, I I did appreciate the the attempt, or at least the setup of saying like, here's these variety of power leveled characters all dealing with their own inner turmoil, which some of it got got kind of resolved to some degree, but I mm-hmm. felt like there was just some of it that just uh, such a spectrum. It was like I'm dealing with this. Oh, now I don't because I'm not. I I don't have yeah. that power level anymore. Yeah, you know, like, vision. I'm dying. Oh wait, no, I'm not. I'm I'm okay now. Yeah, it, like their problems got accidentally solved, which is not something that usually happens in real life, and it just feels like a cheap, cheap way to end it. Yeah, and you know, for me, it was just uh, looking at each of those characters. It was just kind of an like an an eye opening to say, like, you know, in real life, like I may not understand what you're going through. But, you know, seeing it from from this point of view as saying, like, this person's, you know, not very powerful, and you'd think that they they don't have, you know, these, these you know, these issues, uh, they do. You know, and these very powerful characters, like, what, what do you got to worry about? Like, look at you. They, they have, they have those, those struggles. And it was kind of eye-opening to say, you're not always going to identify or understand why they're going through them, or... Or that they are even going through them, but everybody has their own, you know, their own demons to deal with, uh, or or their own their own turmoil to, to overcome. And I thought that was an interesting thing that I just didn't feel kind of quite resolved with a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense? Yeah, like there was no resolution. No. Mm-hmm. So, final question: Would you recommend people to read this story? Uh. I'm gonna. Uh, there's two. There's a two part to this uh, for me. A no, <laughs> uh, just because again, uh, I just felt like if if um, if I was gonna recommend something, um, you know, it, it it certainly would have nailed on the points that we you know have discussed. Just kind of fell flat. Mm-hmm. Number one. Um, number two. Yes, I would have. Uh, if I was trying to, you know, show someone like, hey, um, you want to see how cool Spectrum is? Yeah. 
right? Uh, there were some some moments in the, in the comic that I just felt like that particular character, even though I, I kind of felt like the whole way through Hercules was like the lead. Or supposed he, to be. But he wasn't. Yeah. Um, and it really just, Spectrum just, I thought, just like owned this entire series. I think like, her, and, it, her and Hulk for sure. Yeah, like Hulk from just a like, hey, oh, you are creepy, mm-hmm. and you're and you're you know you're you're so much different than, than what people are normally used to with the Hulk. Uh, just from a gritty uh, character level was interesting. But if you wanted to see, you know, okay, what you know, Spectrum, uh, a, a character that's n- not given enough, uh, you know, face time. Uh, here's a beautiful character that it is very powerful and very interesting and has a power set that you can get incredibly creative with. And I thought that was kind of demonstrated throughout the series with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if somebody was like, hey, you know, I'm kind of interested in this character, hey, read this series because this is a good example of what she can do. Yeah. But as an overall story, no. Yeah. It's, uh, it unfortunately gets the, the, the thumbs down for me. Yeah, like the only uh, people I would recommend this story for is if you're a fan of older comics, like Golden Age, Silver Age, like really old comics, I think they'll enjoy this because, like I said, it kind of had that, you know, old comic cheese to it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you're a fan of that but still want, you know, a, a little bit of a modern take on it, I think this is actually a pretty good old comic in a modern time type of thing and like it yeah. even had you know conan the barbarian who is one of the oldest characters in in modern uh storytelling and whatnot yeah because so, he's yeah. from the 30s or something like that so mm-hmm. i think i think it's a very specific set of people i would recommend this but yeah. i think there's a lot of better stories that people should spend their time on like you know yeah. what i actually think would be a like a uh a, a better example of what this story was trying to do is actually neil gaiman sandman like i feel like there's a lot like even if you look at the characters like you had nix who literally looks like she should be a character from neil game and sandman like i feel like this story was like that except marvelized and i feel like people if you if you're going to spend time to read comics i feel like you should just read a a sandman comic instead like and and even other avengers comics like there's better comics to spend your time on unless you're a big fan of like old comics and yeah then go ahead but other than that i don't think it's worth the time yeah, no. Unfortunately, it was uh, it was you know ten issues, uh, probably eight too long. Yeah. Um, and and just you know with the like, like we discussed, just the the difference in tone and the up and down and the change of the artists and and the the hey look we're centering in on you know this character uh, in Hercules who I was like I said I was kind of excited to go okay like I don't really know much about this character I want to see this you know work out and then there would be like big changes in in the direction where all of a sudden like scarlet witch almost becomes like the 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 focal point for for a lot of this uh this story especially when she's spending the time with conan and then all of a sudden conan becomes a little bit of a central figurehead because it's like oh yeah we're bringing conan into the marvel universe and but the whole time really the 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 two most interesting characters through the whole thing are like we've discussed spectrum and the hulk uh, with some, you know, very good chuckles from, you know, uh, Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah. So yeah, that was our uh, review of Avengers No Road. Why was it called No Road Home? I just realized. I don't. This. I, do, I You know, I I, I was asking myself that uh, through throughout the whole, the whole, uh, <laughs> the whole series, and like No Surrender made sense to me because it was like. It, it, the whole thing was it was a competition. It was, you know, like you can't surrender because if you do surrender, you give up, you know, you're going to lose. And, oh, okay, the, the bad guys get a, you know, uh, a mark and that's moving in the wrong direction. This was like no road home. I I would, uh, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I guess because Hercules' home was ruined. But, I mean, everybody else went home. Like at the end of the book, they all go home. So, I don't know. So yeah, uh, this is our review of Avengers No Road Home. Uh, We plan on doing this in the future, so let us know if you liked (laughs) it or what you want us to change about it or whatnot. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you all next time. See you next time.